Welcome to the Seven Shifts Audio Series Interview Edition, where we sit down with the best minds in the restaurant industry to inspire you with new ways to improve your business. I'm DJ, your host and Seven Shift content writer, and I'm here today with Sean Walchef. He's the owner of Kelly Comfort Barbecue in Spring Valley, California, and the host of the Digital Hospitality Podcast. Welcome, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I think we're just going to dive right in. You know, Cali Comfort's been open since 2008. Um, and now this year, you opened your first ghost kitchen. Um, and I just kind of want to know and, you know, let the audience know, you know, what was kind of the thought process going into that? And, and what made you look to ghost kitchens uh, for expansion rather than opening a second location? Yeah, so there's a, a couple things that are interesting that have been happening. And, you know, we attribute so much of our success to always be learning um, and knowing there's a bunch of things that we don't know. So the fact that you seven shifts are putting on this podcast, we're grateful for because there are so many restaurant owner operators and it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. If you're in startup, if you're trying to scale, if you're a seasoned vet, um, we all need to learn and we learn through audio, video, written word and um, through content and storytelling. So thank you for doing this. And, you know, our journey as Cali Barbecue Media, we opened a single unit barbecue restaurant in 2008 um, in a location in San Diego that most people said was not a good location. So the only way that we survived was because we relied on the Internet. We relied on marketing. We relied on branding. That was after we took care of the basics and the basics right. is having phenomenal food and then having phenomenal hospitality. If you don't have those things, you can add as much marketing as you want and it's not going to yeah. do you any good. Um, but really what, what's happened is we've learned through the growth of the smartphone, you know, the first iPhone came out in 2007. We've learned how to promote our business, how to build our brand using all these different apps so using Facebook, using Twitter, using Yelp, using Google, fixing our website, um, those were all things we had to do that to get people to come in and care about our business. And as we've evolved as a restaurant, you know, we never got to the point where we go, this financial model, this, the profitability of running this full service business, even as we scaled from $300,000 in annual revenue when we first started and we were struggling all the way up to $3.3 in sales, we never got to the point where we're like, it makes sense for us to invest one to $2 million to go and acquire another five, we're a 5,700 square foot restaurant. It doesn't make sense to go and open up another one to have, you know, another 64 employees. The reason we invest in hospitality. So we always have run a high labor as a full service restaurant, but what we've started to learn you know, in the last five years, as we've transitioned to a media company and focusing on digital and focusing on technology is there's so much opportunity for people that are food entrepreneurs, people that are in the food and beverage business to think differently about how do we take care of, of people who want our food, our products, our services. So for us, we started figuring out, well, how do we sell through our website? And if we are selling through our website and we're taking care of third-party delivery, how can we get that? How can we get more barbecue to more people in San Diego? Yeah. Because if we build an incredible barbecue business, which we have done over 13 years, and people are coming from different parts of the county, they're driving 45 minutes from North County, San Diego, all the way to Spring Valley to our location. That's 
That's an incredible testament to our pit masters, to our general manager, our front of the house, our bartenders, our servers. I mean, so many things have to go right for people to care and to line up for an hour on an NFL Sunday to want to buy barbecue and enjoy the game with their friends. So many things have to go right. But how many other people in a county of 3.3 million people actually want barbecue and don't want to go through that hassle? So those are the things we started talking about with our team. And the more that we started talking about it, the more we started contemplating, you know, a ghost kitchen, a virtual kitchen, a smaller footprint, a quick service model, a drive-through barbecue. What, what are those things going to look like? How can we get better real estate? How can we open at a lower cost? And that's really when we started looking at ghost kitchens. Um, the first ghost kitchen that we launched, you know, we've been open for probably just over two months now. Um, every single day is, is a better day for us. Um, we're located in downtown San Diego in a neighborhood called um, Barrio Logan, but it's 200 square feet. It cost us yeah. less than $75,000 to open the restaurant. Um, and like I said, when you're comparing that with 1 million to 1.5 million to open up another full service Cali Comfort barbecue restaurant and sports bar, um, it's a no brainer. You know, it's a no brainer for us to figure another location so that people in downtown San Diego, 1 million people in the city of San Diego now have access to barbecue, to slow smoked craft barbecue. How do we do slow, slow food fast? We do it through digital means. And that's where all the opportunity lies in ghost kitchens. Absolutely. Um, you know, congrats on the opening. Congrats on 3.3 million. That's all amazing. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, just reading a little bit about the ghost kitchen that you've opened, um, you know, one of the things that you've kind of come out forward and saying is that, you know, it's a friendly ghost kitchen, right? And, um, you know, I love that. And I think that, you know, typically ghost kitchens, unfortunately, the ghosts end up being the people that work there. Um, so, you know, just want to know, you know, where did you come up with this friendly ghost kitchens? And, and how is it different from, um, you know, what some of the other players in the space are doing? Yeah, I mean, the, the problem that I have with ghost kitchens is the same problem that I have with a vending business or a transaction business. If you're in the restaurant business, you need to build in loyal customers that care about you, that want to be brand ambassadors for what you're doing. And how do you do that? You do that through storytelling and through hospitality. So the whole idea of a ghost and not knowing the heart behind the brand, who are the people that I'm buying this burger from or this rack of ribs from or this poke bowl from, Yes, that's fine. If I'm going to Uber Eats and I'm searching and I'm hungry for an acai bowl and a, that's the acai bowl that comes up, but what's going to get me to order it again? It's got to be an incredible acai bowl for the price that I'm going to pay. But also, what's the story behind it? I mean, yeah. I have a personal relationship with Jeff Fenster, who owns Everbowl here in San Diego, and he does a phenomenal job doing what we talk about as digital hospitality. It's storytelling. Yeah through social media, through digital media, through your website, telling the story about his acai products, why he goes down to Brazil and why he picks this certain acai product. Yeah. That makes me more confident in telling me and my wife and my children, hey, we're going to go buy Everbowl because that's the brand connection. So that's the friendly ghost. So it doesn't matter so much about the fact that they're opening up a business that makes them more accessible. You know, that that's the gold rush. The, the ghost kitchen gold rush is how do I get to the space first? And when I yep. get to the space first, then what am I going to do with it? Well, a friendly ghost, the whole idea is we're going to treat each ghost kitchen the same way we treat our community restaurant. 
We will be a part of the community. We will participate in events. We will care about the Chamber of Commerce. We will care about charity. We will care about the products and all the people that come in and our neighbors. And that's the only way it works. If we just go down there to try to sell barbecue and all the other community problems, all the things that go on, none of that matters, then it's not going to be successful. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, you're treating the ghost kitchen almost as really as uh, almost a better way to open a second location, third, fourth, fifth location of your restaurant and expand your footprint rather than just say, you know, hey, we're available here now, Um, you know, same old thing. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting because you can do it at such a reduced cost. You can get into a location, you can find repurposed locations, um, you can find hotels, you can find breweries, you can find, you know, industrial spaces that just people weren't using. You can find multiple restaurant owners operating in the same location and not long-term leases. You know, it's, it's exciting because you can get in and test a market and if you're a seasoned, you know, the real, the real scary part is for people that aren't seasoned in the business. So if you don't have a brick and mortar restaurant, you're going in and this is your first ghost kitchen, I think there's going to be a very high turnover. It's going to be very yeah. difficult to pay third party delivery fees to understand the digital side, to understand the technology side, to understand, you know, the marketing piece. Um, there's a lot of things that we know now, like I said, 13 years (laughs) building a brand, understanding all these different moving parts so that we are comfortable going in and being a part of the community as well as making great barbecue. If we don't make great barbecue, game over. Somebody orders from us, they're never ordering again. We've got to make phenomenal barbecue. We've got to get that right. And then how do we provide hospitality when I don't have a server that's interacting with the guest, when I don't have a bartender walking them through that experience? Well, we've got to do that digitally. Absolutely. And what are some of the things that you're doing, um, you know, to be able to, you know, replicate that, you know, that host uh, at the restaurant, that server at the restaurant, that bartender, how are you replicating that in the digital space? I mean, so much of it, like it, it, go, it all goes back to storytelling. You know, we live in the greatest age. We are building on the backs of giants. You know, we don't have to go and invent a new app. All the apps are all there and they keep coming with more apps. But what we yeah. always talk about to all restaurant owners, anybody that's listening to this podcast is it's easy to get intimidated by the internet. It's easy to get intimidated by social media marketing, by digital media marketing. And what am I supposed to do? And like, I don't have time to run my restaurant, let alone, you know, update my Yelp page and then go to Google and update my Google page and then create a TikTok video. And then now you want me posting on LinkedIn, like all of this stuff, it just gets (laughs) overwhelming to the point where what we talk about is it's easy. Everyone has the answer and I'm holding up my smartphone. This is my iPhone. It's The easy, it can either be the greatest tool that you have, or it can be the biggest inconvenience, like all the notifications, all the the things that, how do you feel as a restaurant owner about your smartphone? That smartphone is your media center. That literally is a multimedia center. It allows you to tell your story of why you get up every day to go and open up your restaurant. I mean, you've done so much work. Restaurant owners do so much work. Like we run a marathon before the real race begins to get a restaurant open. And then you get the restaurant open and then guess what? Now the real work begins. And then nobody tells you along the way that a pandemic is going to come and shift everything upside down. But what can you do? You can go onto your camera app and press record and record something that's less than 60 seconds of who you are, what you do, what you're doing for COVID safety, why you're reopening, you know, why you care about the community, why it's important that somebody comes and buys gift cards, you know, whatever you're doing, 
you post that content online on all those different social platforms. Now there's a compelling reason for someone to go, Hey, when I'm thinking about barbecue, I'm going to go to Cali barbecue because I just saw them the other day on Facebook or I saw them on the local right. news. You know, it, it's amazing to me. We've you know been very blessed and very fortunate to have a lot of local media coverage and how many people tell me that they see me on the news, but they're not actually watching CBS evening news when we're on. They're watching yeah. the Facebook feed of us being on the news. Right. So you know, that, that's where the opportunity lies. The opportunity lies in everybody's pocket. And, um, you know, we're more excited every single day when we see owners, um, you know, on our podcast, Digital Hospitality, it's all we talk about is how, how to empower restaurant owners, chefs. Yep. It's not just me. You know, it's, it's great for me to tell the Cali Barbecue media story, but it's even more powerful when my general manager, Eric, starts talking about being a general manager. When we both start unboxing yep. our Toast POS equipment, because he's talking in a different tone with different language that's a different frequency and people resonate with that. When our server posts, when Steven, my catering manager posts, the more people posting, that's more characters in the story. It's all Shakespeare. Absolutely. Yep. So I guess, you know, the, I guess the takeaway tips is, um, you know, just kind of take out your phone, just start posting pictures, videos, audio, anything that you can, um, and you to make sure that you're sharing that. Yeah. Yes. And share it with your team. Yes. I mean, that's, that's ultimately the, the greatest, the greatest gift that we've all been given is there's, there's no middleman. There's no, you know, you don't have to hire a, a video crew an editing crew, a, a graphic designer, literally all the algorithms are all set up for native video. Absolutely. And, you know, to the restaurant, Joe is listening saying, you know, I got to do this. I really want to do this, but I'm still kind of unsure. You know, what do I post? What do I do? Um, you know, other than Cali barbecue, you know, who, who's really killing it right now when it comes to creating, uh, you know, restaurant media, hospitality media, who do you look to for inspiration? Well, Sam, the cooking guy has been one of my mentors for a long time. I mean, he's been cooking on TVs. I mean, I actually had him on our podcast before he opened up his first restaurant, but, um, as yep. somebody that does it professionally, you know, he has 2.5 million subscribers on YouTube. He's got hundreds of thousands on Instagram. Um, he just understands that who Sam is off camera is who he is on camera. So he just chooses to be on camera. He just chooses to be on the iPhone more. You know, that's, that's the key. And that's the key for anybody that's listening is you don't have to be Sam, the cooking guy with 2.5 million subscribers, be you people already come and support your business. Like they've already bought into what you're doing. So why are you, don't be scared of the smartphone. Don't be scared of the internet. Just turn it on and start talking to them the same way you go and touch tables in your restaurant. Yeah. You're already, you're already the mayor of your village, the unofficial mayor of your village. Yeah. Just turn, just just turn on the camera. Just turn on the camera and post it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, and that's amazing advice. And, you know, I think it seems a lot more complicated, like you said, you know, looking at the phone, it can be just like, what do I do? But, you know, just do what you do, but put the camera on. And I think that that's fantastic advice. And, um, you know, I think all restaurateurs should be thinking about that every day, you know, sharing their story out there, especially when no one can come in and dine in, um, or at least in a limited capacity. So, um, you know, Sean, thank you so much um, for this, you know, coming on the show. Um, and, you know, where can people find you? Uh, people can find us. Uh, you can email me, Sean, at CaliBBQ.media, uh, or you can find me at Sean P. Walchuff, S-H-A-W-N-P. 
W-A-L-C-H-E-F. And that's on Instagram. That is on Twitter. That is on LinkedIn. That is on Clubhouse. Um, that is on TikTok. That's on all the platforms. So Sean P. Walchef, um, I'd love to interact with anybody and talk shop. And uh, our podcast, Digital Hospitality, is available on all the podcast platforms. And we have a cool YouTube uh, channel at Cali BBQ Media. Awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into the Seven Shifts Audio Series Interview Edition. You can find more great insights about the industry at our blog or join our community on Facebook, The Tip Jar. Find these links and more in the show notes. Until next time.